I'm Roger Baker, Executive Director of the Stratfor Center for Applied Geopolitics at RAIN, a global center of excellence for geopolitical intelligence and analysis. Learn how you can put geopolitics to work for your organization at rainnetwork.com. Hello, and welcome to RAIN's Essential Geopolitics podcast. I'm joined by RAIN's cyber analyst, Ali Pluchinski, to discuss Iran's cyber threat activity projections for the short term in light of the regional tensions in the Middle East. Welcome, Ali. Thank you so much, Emma. It's a pleasure to be here. Pleasure to have you. Can you start off by explaining what the general context of the Iranian cyber threat activity, especially in relation to the United States and Israel is, and how sophisticated are Iran's cyber threat capabilities in comparison to other countries like China and Russia, for example? Yeah, um, we've definitely seen a lot more media press coverage on Iran in recent weeks and months, um, but I thought that this was a good place to sort of discuss what the context of historic Iranian threat activity has been, which for for many that are uh, covering this topic, it, it's very well known that specifically Iran and Israel have long had sort of this shadowy cyber war um, that has involved a lot of tit-for-tat cyber attacks between one another, typically under the guise of hacktivism. Um, and these attacks have been pretty severe, including some attacks targeting Iran that targeted their petrol stations nationwide, attacks that targeted steel factories and even caused physical damage. Um, there was a few years ago an Iranian effort uh, Iranian-linked cyber threat um, targeting Israel's water quality. Um, specifically, I think it was the like chlorine levels, um, and ultimately the cyber attack failed. But and and similarly, when it has come to the United States and Iran, Iran has definitely shown a, a high degree of risk tolerance in some of their cyber activity against the United States. This has included some. Um, critical infrastructure intrusions and uh, interestingly the the unique uh, um, the use of ransomware by some Iranian state-linked groups such as Moses staff which is a little bit different from other countries that we see like China and Russia which exhibit more sophisticated cyber threat capabilities than Iran but to some degree show more restraint certainly China um, Russia is typically known for being pretty risk tolerant as well but but in some ways um, we, we haven't even seen Russia so much utilize some of these um, di disruptive tools like ransomware to the same degree that Iranian linked groups have um, so to, to summarize um, Iran certainly possesses a lot of capability and activity they're they're not quite as sophisticated as China or Russia in their in their threat tactics, but certainly a lot more risk tolerant. Um, and that's sort of the context from which we're looking at Iran's activity now. And what kinds of cyber threat activity have we seen so far from Iran or Iranian linked groups since the start of the Israel-Hamas conflict? And I guess in recent days and weeks, what efforts has the U.S. taken to try and combat these? Yeah, um, so as is frequently the case when a big crisis occurs very suddenly, there's sort of an immediate uh, spring up of a lot of hacktivism activity, which are these independent and loosely formed groups that um, sort of join a social cause. And so 
right after the beginning of hostilities between uh, Israel and Hamas, you certainly saw a ton of hacktivism on, on both sides, um, both supporting Israeli interests and supporting Iranian-linked interests. Um, and one notable cyber incident that occurred um, in late November actually targeted the United States and it targeted a, a water booster station in Pennsylvania. And at the time it was, you know, the, the, the idea was that this um, Iranian-linked hacktivist group called the Cyber Avengers had been behind it. And this was a self-purported hacktivist group. But more recently, um, actually just last week, we had the U.S. government come forth and um, blame several Iranian IRGC officials with being um, partially responsible or linked to that threat activity. So, you know, you, you saw a lot of hacktivism. Um, and then more recently, we're starting to see some of these potentially personas becoming more active. Um, and some of the delay for why that more uh, sophisticated activity didn't immediately come up is is we believe probably because Iran wasn't as clued in to um, the surprise attack by Hamas. That's That's been a lot of what our intelligence has uh, demonstrated to us. So a lot of the times more sophisticated cyber attacks by state-sponsored groups require a lot of time and planning to conduct. Um, and as a result, you know, uh, Iran didn't really have the time or preparation. It doesn't seem to maybe be prepared to be conducting really sophisticated attacks quite yet on, on Israel or the United States, um, but this is something we're definitely keeping an eye out for now. Of course, in reference to the United States um, and in the context of both Iran and the United States trying to really calibrate current retaliatory strikes between one another, um, both countries are really trying to seek a way out of this without causing a wider war, and so as a result, Iran has definitely been trying to kind of toe a line in some of this activity, we think. But in terms of how the United States has responded in recent days and weeks outside of kinetic strike activity in Syria and Iraq against Iranian-linked militia groups, we've also seen the United States pursue other non-kinetic activity. As I mentioned, we recently saw these sanctions against several Iranian IRGC officials. And we also saw um, some Iranian-linked entities that I believe some were based in China um, be held responsible for trying to provide um, um, Israel, or I'm sorry, Iranian-linked groups like Hamas and Hezbollah with more sophisticated drone and military equipment. Um, and there was also one other charge about oil trafficking to try and divert funds towards these militia groups. So the United States is sort of taking a, a multi-pronged approach right now to try and curb some of, I think, Iran's capability, um, diplomatic, economic, and, and cyber threat capability. Um, but it's certainly a volatile space right now. So it's uh, a close development to watch. For sure. Um, can you, I guess, give a little bit of a prediction for how Iranian cyber threat activity might evolve in the coming weeks or months, especially as the conflict either continues or ramps up? Yeah, yeah. So, so again, I mean, as in in light of these two major players, the United States and Iran, trying right now to to avoid anything too major, um, I think again there will be some degree of restraint. But you know, even these personas like the Cyber Avengers, which had been not only targeting water facilities in the United States but also in Israel, have 
promised as recently as a few weeks ago that they plan to continue to be highly active. And, you know, United States sanctions against IRGC officials have little tangible impact because, you know, these individuals aren't going to be traveling outside the country. So there's nothing actually deterring or uh, undermining groups like the IRGC from continuing to hone their cyber capabilities in addition to their other capabilities. Um, and I think what we're really keeping an eye out for is other Iranian efforts to target critical infrastructure, um, critical infrastructure in Israel, but also critical infrastructure potentially in the United States. Um, and this, of course, would be more prevalent or more likely if we did see some kind of major escalation in tensions between the United States and Iran. Um, and again, while Iran hasn't shown the threat capability quite on par with a country like China, they nevertheless definitely at this point possess a fair amount of disruptive capabilities. So they may very well try and pursue attacks on, on local areas and critical infrastructures and critical infrastructure entities like water or electricity um, or oil. But these, these impacts would likely be fairly constrained regionally or locally. Um, just because of the amount of preparation and, and the likely major U.S. response there would be if Iran really went ahead and conducted a major, major um, attack on U.S. critical infrastructure. Right. Well, thank you, Ali. Um, I look forward to hearing more from you about this. Yeah, it's been a pleasure, Emma. It's certainly an interesting time to be following geopolitics. Definitely. You can read Ali's recent analysis on Iran's cyber capabilities by subscribing to Rain's core intelligence product. Our suite of risk products allow clients to access the insights and analyses they need to make more informed decisions. You can sign up or learn more at our website, rainnetwork.com. That's R-A-N-E network.com. I'm Emma Kami. Thanks for listening. <laughs>